0: Welcome to your midweek pick-me-up. This is Mind Body Purpose with April Judd and Michelle Stevenette. Each episode provides three tangible ways to improve your life, one to nourish your mind, one to connect to your body, and one to live in your purpose.
1: This is where you find confidence to go so you can have confidence to be. We're so glad you're here. Hey,
0: welcome to the podcast. It's Michelle and April hi and it's episode 43 last uh episode we had jessica fru from the husband-in-law on and i hope that you listen to that because she had so many wonderful things to share and so today we're discussing the one thing actually we're gonna be discussing a few things but at the end of that interview we asked her question of if there's one thing for our listeners that you'd want them to know from this and to take away what would it be and what did she say
1: Uh, she said to love yourself first,
0: love yourself first. And I love that you brought up the point that it doesn't mean just love yourself. Like we're not, it's not like a selfish thing. It's you're going to love everyone, but you have to love yourself first. And so we want to discuss that a little bit and give you sort of a tangible application of what this looks like. But before we do
1: that, let's just reiterate what all of her takeaways were from last week. Okay. So for the mind, open your mind.
0: And for the body, listen to your body when setting boundaries.
1: And for the purpose, see the love around you. Yeah. Okay, so as we're thinking about the most important thing, which was to love yourself. First. First. Mm -hmm. What does that actually look like?
0: And what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. So, some examples. (laughs) We are thinking about... The topic was loving boldly and being able to find ways that you love in all different situations and circumstances and relationships as they evolve over time. And as relationship dynamics change and, you know, in her examples or in her life, it's, you know, divorce and having her husband that she was married to finding out that he was gay. And so these relationship dynamics that change through life they happen for all of us in various forms.
1: Yeah, it might not be like, you know, a complete life change and, and right. relationship change. Like that is really drastic, you know, having having that marriage and then going from that, but then having a second marriage and having stepchildren. And she kind of brought all of that into our conversation, which was super interesting. But each of us have some sort of evolution within the relationships that we have in our lives. And we can directly apply some of the things that she was saying to those relationships.
0: So maybe it's a high school friend and you had a re- certain relationship in high school, and maybe that dynamic has shifted over time. All of our relationships tend to shift over time. There's very few and far between where you pick right back up with somebody where you left off. I feel like most relationships do sort of evolve and shift a little bit. Maybe it's a family member, or maybe it's just somebody. That you're associated with, that's just sort of difficult to be around, and maybe at one point you had a different type of dynamic or relationship with them, like they they just shift o- over time. It can take a long amount of time, like you know, high school maybe was a little while ago, or your
1: college roommates, or someone that you were really good friends with when your kids were little, or someone that you were really good friends with when you were doing this study abroad or this other thing, and then maybe now you're not quite a as good of friends with, or that you connect on a different level or a different relationship, or maybe it's someone that you know last week you had a major disagreement with and now things are a little bit rocky relationships evolve and they can evolve quickly
0: and they can take time to evolve and in my experience a lot of times when these relationships evolve i have found myself experiencing a form of of guilt of thinking that it should still be a certain way and it's my fault in some way that it sh- that i kind of want that to still have the good that was once there, or if I, if I have some kind of angst about some relationship or some person, then I feel sort of guilty, like, oh, I, I shouldn't feel that way. And, and so then I, I, it impacts the way that I show up whenever that person's comes around or their Mm -hmm. name is said or, or whatever. And so it's like (sighs) that person now is flooded with guilt for me. Yeah. So now it's, it's almost like this little mirror shows up of like, remember this little guilty thing or
1: remember how this person walking into the room is showing you that you didn't do enough or weren't enough for this relationship.
0: Right. Right. And so that's not fun. (laughs) I don't want to ever see that person. Right. So back to what Jessica said about loving yourself first. I think a big piece of this is being able to find the compassion for ourselves and understanding like, okay, we are doing the best we can, I believe I'm doing the best I can. And I actually genuinely do care, have deep care and concern for these people. And so sort of dropping that guilt of knowing like I've actually done nothing wrong. There's nothing that I need to repair other than just the way that I am showing up the way that I and thinking about me, if I'm thinking I haven't done enough or that I'm not enough in some way, I can I can actually let that go and find a little bit of relief in knowing that actually, you know what? No, you do actually care. And that's why this is maybe a sore spot.
1: Yeah, like that's um, kind of finding a little bit of like the silver lining in the situation. You know, giving yourself credit and saying, well, I know that I care based on the th- feelings mm-hmm. that are coming up. The guilt that is showing up, I wouldn't be Feeling guilty about this particular relationship if I didn't
0: care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for me, it was a huge relief to hear Jessica describe. How love can still be just as present, just as true with it not looking the way that maybe you had envisioned. And so when I think about different relationships and dynamics, there might be some relationships, she even gave it one example, where the most loving way to be with that person was to have absolutely no contact. And that was setting a personal boundary that felt loving to both people, felt most loving to her as well as to the other person, right? Mm-hmm. And so being able to love yourself first knowing like high five yourself like yes you do care you do have concern you don't need to feel guilty like you haven't done enough or you're not enough um that is where i feel like the love yourself first comes in mm-hmm. but then of course then it extends to then loving them as well
1: yeah so giving yourself a little bit of credit mm-hmm. for the way that you're feeling and the effort that you are willing to put into this relationship on whatever level mm-hmm. it is right That's first. And then being able to drop the guilt behind it so that um, you're not showing up from a place of guilt. Yeah. You're showing up from a place of love. And then also, like Jessica pointed out, being able to open your mind to what that love in that specific relationship could look like now. Mm -hmm. Like rewrite the story, rewrite the book, Mm -hmm. erase everything because now it looks different than it did before. It's on to a different phase perhaps. And find gratitude for the relationship that you did experience that is causing you to want to love this person.
0: Yeah, I think that when you're wanting to love the person, a lot of times it's because you maybe did have a season with them that was beautiful or that just was nice. And you kind of want that again. Mm -hmm. They mean something to you. Yeah, Um, And you can
1: see the benefit of... In your life of their presence or who they are in in loving you. And maybe, maybe you actually can't see the benefit of having this relationship continue. And like Jessica said, that's where the most loving thing is to not continue the relationship from that level or to have contact. But for the most part, I think that the reason that we want to see this, this relationship through, even through all of its seasons, mm-hmm. kind of, is because we do see the beauty of loving this person, even if it doesn't look the way we want it to. So all of this said, let's give a specific example.
0: So I know that I've had guilt in certain areas of like relationships that I thought should look a different way that I think that, oh, if I don't know all the in and outs of this person's life, then I'm not being a good person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not being a good, I'm not holding up my end of this relationship, even though maybe they're not doing the same to me either. But for some reason, I feel like it's on me. And so it was such a relief. I've said that already, but it was such a relief to hear Jessica describe how your genuine care and concern and love might just look totally different than it used to. And, and so being able to rewrite the narrative, like you said, but then there are maybe some people in your life where maybe you didn't have like this good season with them. And there's still like maybe family members or people that you are going to be in your life, colleagues or somebody, and maybe there's just some kind of angstiness there. Maybe you have some disagreements or, or something. And instead of kind of jumping to the opposite end of the spectrum of love and being like, well, I guess this is just not my person. And I'm just going to choose to like delete them out of whatever, like that's not obviously going to feel the most loving. So when those kinds of relationships are there, you also don't want to feel the guilt of like, you shouldn't be feeling this way either. So I think the most loving place there is to find some gratitude for what is this person teaching me. I can think of a couple of instances in my life where, you know, I like to consider myself a loving person. I think love comes pretty naturally to me in most situations, but it's those certain individuals where maybe that comes up and then is like, put it, puts it to the test of like, are you still Michelle going to be loving in this situation and this circumstance as well? And that's where it kind of gets put to the test. So even though love seems so all encompassing and, and simple, it's not necessarily easy. In fact, I think true love in the deepest sense is actually one of the most challenging concepts for us to truly internalize. And I think, and Jessica mentioned that that is why we're here is to learn how to love, love each other.
1: Okay, so here is my real life application example that has happened to me. And I kind of use the things that Jessica taught us to apply. As I was meeting up with a friend the other day, and we were I asked, she asked about a mutual friend that we have. Oh, have you seen so and so lately? And I immediately felt so guilty that I hadn't. And I said, No, I haven't, you know, just with a lot of things that have been going on, I haven't. And she said, Me neither, and I feel so bad. And I immediately thought, no no, 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 I'm not going to feel guilty over this relationship. I still genuinely care deeply for this person. I still want to have feelings of love for this person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just because I haven't been able to see them, I'm not going to feel guilty that I'm not doing enough for this relationship. So I kind of dropped the guilt and gave myself a little bit of credit. And her and I, I said, no, 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 we really care about her. We, we care about what she's doing in her life. We care about the things that she's accomplishing. We care about, you know, whatever we're led into that we can see from where we're at in our lives. We deeply care for her. So I kind of give us credit for that. Um, and then the way that I was thinking, okay, I don't have it in my capacity at this particular moment to, and I was immediately filled with more love, I guess you could say for, the closeness that maybe we did share and like the, the memories and like the lessons that I learned in being her friend and all of these different things. Like I loved that. And I didn't have to give that away to allow our relationship to evolve for what I have capacity for at this particular moment.
0: As you were talking, the thought came to me, the minute we get into the guilt, then we've all of a sudden made it about us and we turn very inward as a poet. And that is the opposite of love. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as, so I love that you recognize that in that moment and you were able to say like, no, 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 give ourselves credit. We love this person and we're going to show up from love. Uh, the, the guilt is not only is it unnecessary, but it's actually pretty harmful. It, it gets in our way. It's, it's a judgment on ourselves that hinders our ability to love our capacity to show up loving and to like spread that. And so, that's just a perfect example of a, of an easy way that that might show up. And probably all of us have had something along those lines. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and then the next time that I am actually able to connect with her, Mm -hmm. um, I won't be showing up from, Oh my goodness, uh, this feeling of, of like I didn't reach out yeah, of guilt that you're right that it made it about me. Rather I can look at her and think, Oh, hey. I love you. Yes. You know, I'm glad that I got to see you, this person that I care about, mm-hmm. you know? And so again, allowing that relationship just to evolve and have the open mind to see that loving someone can look differently depending on the phase of life and the evolution of you as a person and
0: who they are. Yeah. And you can be love no matter how the circumstances evolve. Exactly that you can still show up as that person. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did not listen to the one with Jessica last week, totally recommend going and checking her out. Also her podcast as well.
1: Um, A lot of people ask us what the best way to support us is, and it is to share our podcast. So you can do that through a link and sharing it to someone through a text message. You can share it on your social media. You can go onto our social media at mind.body.purpose. You can tag us in things that you do share. You can like and comment on
0: our posts. And leave us a review. That's a really helpful one. That would be awesome. Yes, go to a
1: Apple Podcasts and leave us, you know, preferably a five-star review so that people can find us. <laughs> um, but we appreciate all of your support. All those things are the best way to support us. So for those who have asked, that's it.
0: All right. Thanks so much for being here. We'll be back next time. Bye, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and invest in yourself. We truly believe confident, caring women like you
1: are changing the world.